Hi everyone, welcome to Wednesday Night Prayer Time Together. We have been through a lot in the last few months together from coronavirus to now the rioting that's taking place throughout many of our cities. And I want to just pause for a moment tonight and just let us think about what God thinks about it and how to respond to it as Christians. And I want to call us to a time of prayer to pray for our nation. You know, what's happening now with all these this violent rioting, it's one thing to protest and try to make changes in a society that's good for the society and do it in an appropriate way. But when that type of protest becomes violent and people begin to basically hurt, hurt other people, destroy other people's property, loot their stuff, and take it for their own self-gain, that crosses over into lawlessness. You know, our society is built on laws and rules, and the Bible tells us that God is a God of rules and laws. He does this. He sets up rules and laws to help things stay in the right place and to function correctly and for societies to be able to thrive instead of to suffer. How do I know this? The people of Israel was coming out of Egypt and God was establishing a new nation in, in them and through them. And the first thing he did was send Moses, their leader, up to the mountain to hear from him. And he gave him a set of laws. It's found in the book of Exodus chapter 20 when the Lord gives laws to his people to live and to govern their lives in, in many different ways, how they worshipped, how they related to each other in society, and how they should live proper, appropriately to one another. So in Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, it says, You shall not have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven or above, or that is on earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I the Lord your God am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children of the third and fourth generation, of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for you the Lord, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath. To the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, or you, your son, your daughter, your male servant, or your female servant, or your livestock, or sojourner, who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that's in your neighbor's household. You see, God established laws for his people in order that they might thrive instead of destroy themselves if they wanted to go away from these laws and not follow the decrees of God. Sometimes people say, well, the Bible is a book of just random information. It doesn't apply to us today. Well, I beg the difference. There's a lot of wisdom that's found in the Bible. There's a group of men in our church that's actually been reading through the book of Proverbs together. It's amazing how a lot of the Proverbs each and every day apply to our lives. And now the last few days we've been reading through chapter 28 and 29 of Proverbs. It's amazing how much of these Proverbs applies to situations happening now and the chaos that we see happening in our cities here in America. And so the book of Proverbs is written by Solomon, David's son. The Bible says he's one of the wisest men that's ever lived on earth. 
And he gave us a bunch of wisdom inspired by the Holy Spirit of God to be able to live our life and understand what goes on in society. What goes on when things, uh, when like wickedness arise, how people have to hide, or uh, when things are being done good, how people can rejoice. And he lets us see the true reality of life by his Proverbs that he gives to us. And so let me read just a few of those with you, and then we're going to pray for our nation and pray for this time. Chapter 28, verse 4 says, Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law strive against them. This is a true statement. It says, For those who don't like law, they like people who live in wickedness, that does not like to live by a state of law, and they will praise them, but they will downplay the righteous. The job of the righteous is to be a voice against the wicked, to be able to help a land and society continue to live and prosper together and be a voice of truth. Beloved, listen to me. We are called tonight to be a voice of truth. We are called to be light bearers of God's wisdom, truth, and law to the world and His love as well. And so we need to be letting people understand that there's great value in living in a, a, a society that has laws, and especially if those laws are based on the laws of God. Verse 5 says, Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. Verse 7 says, The one who keeps the law is a son with understanding, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. Meaning that if your people understands the law and keeps the law, it brings great joy to family, fathers, mothers, and everybody around them. Verse 9 says, If one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayers is an abomination. Verse 12 says, When the righteous triumph, there is great glory. But when the wicked rise, people hide themselves. We see a lot of people hiding nowadays in our cities, afraid of what's going to happen, afraid somebody might break into their home because of the rioting. Verse 25 says, A greedy man stirs up strife, but the one who trusts in the Lord will be enriched. Do you think that people are stirring up strife right now? Yes. You know, when people takes a brick and breaks out a window and grows steals clothes out of a shopping area that they didn't pay for or didn't work hard to get that, they're basically being greedy in their own heart. Verse 28, when the wicked rise, people hide themselves. But when they perish, the righteous increase. In, verse, in chapter 29, verse 2, when the righteous increase, people rejoice. But when the wicked rule, the people groan. And then in verse 8 is a powerful verse that's really fitting for now, uh, nowadays and in the time that we live in. Scoffers set a city aflame, but the wise turn away wrath. So people that are angry and, and stirs up strife, they'll put a, a city in blaze literally and figuratively, and we need to be able to turn away that wrath as a people of God. Verse 10, bloodthirsty men hate one who is blameless and seek the life of the upright. Verse 11, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Some of the writers now who are actually the, the ones that are rioting in a way, they're looting and hurting people, you can see venom in their hearts and their, their thought process in their minds. So the Bible holds true. When they're angry and they're doing things out of anger, they can hurt a lot of people. Verse 16, when the wicked increase, transgressions increase, but the righteous will look, look upon their downfall. And then in verse 22, a man of wrath stirs up strife, and one gives to anger causes much transgression. And so how this all started and the, the situation with the families that are hurting right now, we want to have compassion upon that as a people of God. We want to cry out and pray for those that are hurt. But when folks are actually now going and doing things and hurting other people and being violent, they're living lawlessly. We need to pray for their lives that they'll be changed, that their hearts will be changed, and that they will give their life 
uh, to God and that they might start living by the golden rule, meaning do unto others you have to do unto you. There's been police officers killed the last few days, both uh, uh, white uh, police officers and, uh, and also African-American police officers that have been killed the last few days. And we want to pray for those families that have lost their uh, loved ones in the, in, the, in the line of duty. There's a lot to pray for, but we also need to pray for our country that God will send a great revival. We need to pray that we will pray for a revival stretch that will just go across this land, that God will be able to be on the pawn of people's lips and evil and wickedness and strife will be gone and people will love one another as we are called to do that and as people of faith. So if you don't mind for just a moment, I pray that you will join me together tonight and pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, pray for the people who are rioting, pray that a revival and awakening will happen in our land. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just ask you, dear Lord, to be with us as a country. We ask you to be with the leaders as they try to figure out ways to stop this violence from happening from city to city. I pray for godly leaders to reign forth, that they will have wisdom that's sent from you. I pray for a revival to break out across this land, that your people, called by your name, will begin to pray and seek you and ask for forgiveness of their sins and be truth bearers to the world around them. I pray for awakening that will happen, that will stir in the lives of many, even some of these rioters and looters, dear Lord, that will come awaken to their sinfulness and the wickedness that they're in right now, dear Lord, and come to faith in you. We pray that, dear Lord, that people are caught in the mix of this, those that actually went to protest politely, dear Lord, then, dear Lord, be with them as well, but those that are actually out there agitating on another purpose for another reason. We pray that, dear Lord, those can be, dear Lord, brought back into the law of the land, and that, Father, that their lives will be changed to have an inward spiritual renewal and revival. Father, we pray for our church to be a lighthouse to this uh, community, and also, dear Lord, to be a praying force for our land. Dear Lord, we thank you for your many blessings. Dear Lord, help us, help us, dear Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.